0: Chapter 26 of The Conquest. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phyllis Vincelli. The Conquest by Oscar Mishaw. Chapter 26 The Battle. Some time after the opening, it was announced from Washington that the land office, which was located in one of the larger towns of the state, about 150 miles from the Little Crow, would be moved to one of the towns in the new territory. The land office is something like a county seat in bringing business to a town, and immediately every town in Magori County began a contest for the office. However, it was soon seen that it was the intention of the Interior Department to locate it in either Magori or Callus. So the two familiar rivals engaged in another battle. But in this, Magori held the high card. That was about the time the insurgents and stalwarts were in a struggle to get control of the state's political machinery. It had waxed bitter in the June primaries of that year, and the insurgents had won. Callas had supported the losing candidate, who had been overwhelmingly defeated, and both senators and one representative in Congress from the state were red-hot insurgents. The Nicholson brothers, bowing to tradition, were stand pats. Their father had been a stalwart before them in Iowa, where Cummins had created so much commotion with his insurgency. Ernest, with his wife, had left for the Orient to spend the winter. After leaving, the announcement came that the land office would be moved even had he been in callous, the result would likely have been the same. But I had a creepy feeling that had he been on the ground, Megory would have had to work considerably harder, at least. After sending many men from each town down to the national capital, the towns fought it out, with, as I have stated, and which was to be expected, with both senators recommending Megory as having advantages over Callis in the way of an abundant supply of water and a national bank with a capital stock of fifty thousand dollars, the Interior Department decided in favor of Megory, and Callis lost. Ernest, on hearing of the fight, hurriedly returned. "'went into Washington, secured an appointment with the secretary, "'and is said to have made a worthy plea for Callus. "'But to no avail, and the Megoryites returned home, the heroes of the day. "'I was away at the time, but was told a good share of the men of Megory "'were drunk the greater part of the week. "'Some evidence of the rejoicing was visible on my return.' in the loss of an eye, by a little gambler who became too enthusiastic and run up against a snag. What amused me most, however, was an article written, especially for one of the Magori papers, by a keeper of a racket store and a known shouter for the town. The article represented the contest as being a big prize fight on the Little Crow, and read something like this. Big prize fight on the little crow. Principles. Megory. The metropolis of the little crow. Reputation. The square deal. Callous boaster. Reputation grafting. Scene. Little Crow Reservation. Time. A.D. nineteen o. Referee. Washington, D.C. Seconds for Megory, Flacker, of the Megory National, Fred Crofton, postmaster, for Callis, Mayor Rosie, and a has been formerly of Washington. Round one, September, principals enter the ring and refuse to shake hands. Referee Washington D.C. announces fight to be straight Marquis of Queensberry. No hitting in the clinches, and a clean break. A fight to the finish. They are off. Callus leads with a left to the face. Megory countering with a right to the ribs. They clinch. Referee breaks them. Then they spar, and as the gong sounded, appeared evenly matched. Round two, October. They rush to the center of the ring and clinch. Referee tells them to Break. Just as this is done, Callus lands a terrific left to Megory's jaw, following with a right to the body, and Megory goes down for the count of nine, getting up with much confusion, only to be floored again with a right to the temple. Megory rises, very groggy. When Callus lands a vicious left to the mouth, a right to the ear, just as the gong sounded, saving her from a knockout, they go to their corners with betting three to one on Callus and no takers during the one minute's rest. The crowd whooped it up for Callus, thousands coming her way. Megory looked serious, sitting in the corner. "'thinking how she had fallen down on some well-laid plans. "'Round three, November. "'They rush to a clinch and spar. "'Referee cautions Callus for budding. "'They do some more sparring and both seem cautious, "'with honors even at the end of the third round. "'Round four, December. "'They rush to the center of the ring and begin to spar.' And like a flash, Magori lands a terrific swing on Callus's jaw, following it up with a right to the heart. Callus cries foul, but referee orders her to proceed, while Magori, with eyes flashing and distended nostrils, faints and then, like the kick of a mule, lands a hard left to the mouth, following in quick succession with jolts, swings, jabs, and uppercuts. Mayor Rosie wants to throw up the sponge, but the referee says fight. Megory with a left to the face and right to the stomach, then rushing both hands in a blow to the solar plexus. Callis falls and is counted out with Megory winning the prize. Great Land Office. End of Chapter Twenty Six.